Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. It's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking. Everybody just wants more with the action. Hip Hop Jones got the music blasting. Better watch out. It's all he's asking. Over like Rover. He keeps it real. He's no joker. Original. He's no poser. No competition. He's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer because it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. All right. All right. Little uh, Monday. Monday edition of the Taz Show. We are live right now. At uh, TazShow.com. If you're listening over there, I appreciate that. Or maybe you are watching live at TazShow.com. Thank you for that also. Much appreciated. Or you're checking out the show live via the Radio.com app. Maybe you're doing that. Or you're watching your video on demand, the VOD, at TazShow.com. As you guys know, a plethora of spots to check out and pull in the show. And you could be listening to the podcast version of this. Or the audio on demand at Play.it, iTunes. Tune in or Spotify. If you're doing all that, and there's a lot of spots, I appreciate all of it. Seriously, the whole team here and everybody here at CBS Radio really appreciates the support. So uh, you guys really do support the show for a long time, and it's much appreciated. You know I mean that because I say it a lot to you all, and I do mean it. So thanks, 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 and hope you guys all had a great weekend. Hope all the moms out there had a happy Mother's Day. So happy belated Mother's Day. Um, so uh, had a big sports weekend. Uh, especially here in New York, I know, with the big retiring of uh, Derek Jeter, the great Derek Jeter's number two at Yankee Stadium, uh, the biz dev guy, the audio producer of this show. Well, I'll talk to him later about it. He was in attendance at the Yankee Stadium. Yes, he was there. My Mets uh, pooped the bed. Yeah, pooped the bed this weekend, played like poopy, crappy, dumpy, stinky garbage. It's still early. Yeah, I don't know. I'm starting to get nervous. I don't know how early it is. A lot of people calling the show already. So it's going to be a busy show. Um, I, I, you know, we tweeted out a little topic that I think some people would like to hear discussion on. Some people uh, maybe aren't familiar with the topic. Over the weekend, some scuttlebutt on uh, independent wrestling and uh, some wrestlers giving their thoughts on it, some veteran wrestlers and uh, some of the negativity on some of, the, some of their thoughts about the way matches are performed and broken down and the psychology, lack thereof, of the match. I'm going to give you my thoughts and opinions on that. You guys should call and give your thoughts and opinion. Several of you are on hold already looking to speak of this, so we will discuss it, which ended up looping in, uh, you know, wrestlers from uh, Bubba Ray Dudley all the way uh, right into Randy Orton, the champion on uh, over there at WWE on SmackDown. So uh, going to be a busy show. Let's put it that way. I hear speaking behind me. I don't know what the hell that was. Let me bring in the best dev guy to show the audio producer. His name is the Dirt Sheet Dennis. The Jumbo Biscuit, Lumber Biscuit. Uh, they call him uh, Lumberjack, and that's his uh, gimmick. Timber! Uh, what? Uh, did I hear like some warm, like a, like an old lady screaming behind me? What the hell was that? I'm not going to stooge it off, but uh. I'm going to have to have a word with tomorrow's uh, frequent... Uh, this is going smooth. Yeah. Speak, sir. I'm, I'm playing hurt right now. <laughs> What's about it? I don't understand. Somebody, rough, so, rough day yesterday. No, but 
Oh, so you long, long day. So you were drinking, obviously. That's what. No, happened. I'm playing hurt. I'm not gonna. Oh, you're playing hurt. I'm okay. not gonna confirm nor deny. Good way to start the week with an excuse. Love it. I appreciate that. I respect it. I got it. No, I'm playing hurt. I'm here. Attention, hotline fans. So if you want to call the show, very easy. 866-475-2948. 866-475-2948. Okay, so. You know, let me let me get right into this topic here, and then later on we'll give you like a raw preview of what they're doing tonight, what they put out there anyway. It's not a list of matches, just some questions. Um, <clears throat> Dennis, so it's it's I think it's better for you to just kind of explain what what happened on Twitter. I think it started with a uh, independent wrestler sending his syn- uh, his breakdown overview synopsis of how independent wrestling matches go today. To Rip Rogers, okay. Rip Rogers, a veteran wrestler, been around a lot of years and stuff. Uh, uh, you know, so Rip is very active, I guess, on the social media. Um, so uh, I don't really know Rip, Rip, you know, that well. I, I know who he is, and you know, I, I we might have met. I think we have met in the past. I can't recall. It's been a lot of years, and I've been hitting the head a lot, just like Rip. So <laughs> we've both been hitting the head a lot. So, but I don't know. I I I, I can't recall. But Dennis, maybe um, uh, read. For all of us here, uh, what how does things started? All right. So first, it began. Rip Rogers, as you just said, put out, tweeted out a picture of what a an indie wrestler sent to him, critiquing the way matches were uh, put together, and on the on the independent scene. Now I'm going to read it. This is not me speaking, so I'm going to use wrestling inside terms. So yeah, please. This isn't my words. This is what the man said. So Rip Rogers posts. Every indie match now. Handshake, drawn-out move exchange. This is awesome chant. Strike exchange. Dive. No-sell indie strong style. Dive. More strikes, no-sells. Dive. Flippy-floppy sequence. Dive. Hit everyone with each other's finishing, then humpty-dumpty we all fall down. Fight forever chant. Rinse and repeat until every move is useless and means nothing. Dive. Take unsafe shot that looks like and hurts like hell, then roll up finish. Handshake and hug after match, everyone's hand raised, all the guys chant, go home and type on social media thanking your opponent and company for the match and telling others they should book these guys. Dot, 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 dot. Okay. Dive. Now, th- I'm a little confused. You said this was Rip Rogers who said this or somebody else? Uh, this was somebody else. Somebody else who, and who, Rip who, Rogers posted it. His let's name, say his name. Well, who um, is it? He's a wrestler, you said. You told yeah, me this was, before the show. I got to refine it. it was, yeah, because I don't want to just make some right, phantom right. person sent this to Rip Rogers. Is that, you know? Uh, we'll give. Uh, get, we'll, we'll tell you guys who the person was. I mean, he, I believe you said to me earlier, Daniel Parker. And uh, what is his? Uh, he he is a independent wrestler himself. Yes, sir. Professional wrestler. He's been in Canada, Japan, okay. United States. Awesome. Okay. Cool. And um, all right. Great. So now that 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 was sent to Rip Rogers. That's definitely more than 140 characters, by the way. Um, so he did it in what they call like a paragraph attachment. I don't know what you call that. Like, he was that? wrote it in notes in the iPhone, and then you take a picture of the note, and then you can post. It's a, it's Very a way to fancy. way to skirt the system. Oh, skirt's a good word. Um, okay, and now what? Uh, so then, what happened from here? Like what? Uh, like how did? Like what? Rip Rogers do? Like he? So he posted it, and then there was a bunch of reaction uh, from different people, from fans to wrestlers and everything. Right? Yes, that led to. Bully Ray tweeting a picture of him jumping off the top rope from this past weekend's War of the Worlds, and he just put "dive" with the with the rocker emoji. Gotcha. Okay. And then that led I to saw Randy that. Orton. Yeah, I definitely saw that. And then Randy Orton uh, reacted to Bubba's tweet, 
and that and this is when things get really interesting. There's a difference between a young and hungry talent diving and an old out of shape vet falling. That's his first one. Then Bubba responds to Randy, Dear Randy, my tweet had zero to do with you. Looks like you were wrong again. You're still awesome. Falling is greater than House of Horrors. And then Orton, I think, put out a long, he said it was an apology, but it was more of a, it was another long, a lot of people saw this deal here, right? So he. Would you like me to read Randy's apology? Uh, you know, I mean, people might have saw it. You know, I got to tell you, let me just stop right here. So, you know, the whole, this whole thing, I got to tell you, it, first of all, it's, it sucks that, you know, it's the, first of all, social media, right? The whole, the whole thing sucks. The whole social media thing just sucks in general, in life. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I hate it. You know, maybe, maybe that's the old school of me. Excuse me, but you know what? It, it is what it is. It's here to stay, and, and it is what it is. I mean, like, no matter who likes it and who doesn't. And to see um, men, not kids, men, uh, just I consider Randy a man and Bubba a man, guys, two guys I happen to respect both, uh, their legacy, uh, what they're currently doing individually, and knowing them both as people, right? So I do. Um, you know, I obviously have more of a history with, with Bubba than I do with Randy. Um, but then, I mean, I remember when Randy first came up in the company, you know, I, I told these stories, I mean, it was, you know, and he was in a call with me and Kurt Angle and, and, and stuff. And when he was newer in the company and, and what Brock was there too, and it was, you know, we had a great time. I mean, you know, and I, I always got along good with Randy, so I can't sit here and say anything bad about Randy. Um, obviously I can't say anything bad about Bubba. I mean, I have no, no ill will towards any of these guys and. I just hate that it's this stuff gets out there like that publicly, you know, because fans eat it up. Fans love it. You know, that's that's why the shoot interview thing on the YouTube stuff for so many years, so many of the hardcore fans love that stuff because it's like it's it's the equivalent to school. You, this, uh, um, okay, little Joey calls out little Bobby in lunch at the in the lunchroom and says, I'm, I'm calling you out, I want to fight you after school. Three o'clock in the schoolyard. All right, little Bobby says, little Joey, no problem, I'll be there. All the kids gather around in circles, and, and they fight, 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 for all that immature stuff, right? You remember that stuff, right? That's true, you were a kid, you were part of this, and you saw some of this, or maybe you partaked, and so did I. We all did as kids, correct? Correct. Yeah, right, no, I'm trying to be serious, right? I, but I, I'm, using this right. Ana- I'm using this analogy because boys and girls and kids and adults all can relate to everything I just said. Okay, and now it's become in this world when little Bobby fights little Joey in the schoolyard, everyone's got one of these, and they're videotaping them fight, or they're videotaping the argument, and they put it on social media. That's where we are now, right? So, see, that whole shoot interview thing, or when wrestlers start to fight and bicker on Twitter, or something like that happens, the... The fan base universe, uh, or not just wrestling fans, people from the wrestling business, it's all out there, and it's like we are all the the kids circling around little Bobby, little Joey. I, I don't want to be those kids that circled around little Bobby and little Joey. I don't want to be that fight, fight, fight guy. I, that's not my <laughs> man. I don't believe in that. I don't. I don't <laughs> like it. Okay. Sorry, I, I just because I, I hate that that's how things are now. 
and there's nothing me or anybody else can do about it. It's a reality. I just don't like it. I just don't agree with it. Okay, let me gather myself. So, I have a lot of opinions about this topic, about independent wrestling, and about what this uh, this young man, uh, tell me his name one more time, Dennis, when you get a chance. Daniel Parker. Daniel Parker, uh, what he tweeted to Rip Rogers, and what Rip Rogers, now Rip Rogers had some comments on it too, I believe, right? So, I have thoughts and opinions on this for sure. My phone lines are jammed. Obviously, you guys have some thoughts and opinions. I'm going to give it in a second here. Um, but this I will say. I, first off, I have always, to the best I can, supported independent pro wrestling. I do my best on my show here to do that. I pride myself on being a guy who came, started at the bottom, and worked his way up, just like a lot of men and women in our business, just like a lot of men and women in our world in any business. Okay, I, I did that. I started at the bottom and worked my way up, and I'm proud of that. And no one could ever take that away from me, nobody. And any man or woman in our industry, in the wrestling business that has done that, no one could take that away from them. So that started for me working independence. <laughs> so, and before they were called independence. You know, it, was, it wasn't called indies. They were just, you know, local shows, spot shows, you know, that type of thing. You know, for, for local promoters. There was no label on it. There was no independent wrestling label, indie, none of that crap. I think it's cool that there's a label on it. I think indie wrestling is an apropos label for this type of wrestling that we see all over the country and the world. I do my best to support it. Now, when I say support it, that doesn't mean everything that happens on the independent wrestling scene I agree with. That doesn't mean that I like everything on the independent wrestling scene. That doesn't mean I discuss it. It doesn't. I, 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 what I like about it is that there is a platform for men and women to get in the ring and apply their craft to get better, earn their stripes, and hopefully get to a level of a ring of honor or an impact wrestling or work in Japan or work full time in the UK, which some of those UK promotions are doing a great job, or obviously go to NXT or WWE, you know, that, that, that's what I feel. That's what I like, I should say, about the whole deal and I, uh, the grassroots of our business, the independent pro wrestling scene. Okay, because it, it, it's good for the industry. Now, like I said, doesn't mean I agree with everything that happens on these shows. And speaking of these shows, I also can't be a hypocrite and sit here and act like I go to all these independent shows. Because I don't. I, I don't go to any. I'll try and watch stuff online. I'll have people that talk to me about it. Um, I, 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 but I support it in the sense of I'll cover it on my show. Obviously, you, you guys know this in the indies, which we didn't have. We're not having today. Usually, we have it on Mondays. And I've been doing in the indies here. What three successful ladies from the independent wrestling scene uh, spread out from Deanna Peraza, Veda Scott, and Taylor Hendricks for jeez, I don't know, a year and a half, a ton here on this show. That's doing my due diligence to support the younger men and women of the business and some veteran wrestlers who maybe were in WWE or other big companies and are no longer there and are work of independence. So I don't want to read or go through the whole thing of what Randy Orton put out there last night. He also admittedly said he was, I think he was in Scotland, wherever he was after a SmackDown tour, and he was having some drinks. He did admit that. So maybe he had a little, you know, 
maybe he had a little buzz on. I don't know. But, but you know, don't drink and drive. Don't tweet and drive. You know, so so the thing is, I, I do. I did read what Randy said, and, and I, I don't think he should have put that out there, but that's just my opinion. He's a grown-ass man. He can do whatever he wants. Um, but I don't think putting out there what he put out there is cool. Um, and one of the things Randy said, and I'm paraphrasing, and Dennis, if you want to fix me, you can here. I think he said something along the lines of, like he kind of uh, said something about, <clears throat> negatively, about veterans that are in the Indies or working in independence, correct? It was something in that vein, right? Yes. Can you pull that sentence? Do you know that sentence without going, because he had a whole long thing there. I mean, uh. it got a zillion you know, retweets and favorites and all that stuff. Um, it might be the first. Sorry to the indie marks. Indie guys and old timers who do dives took offense. Okay, so so hold on. So he obviously took a shot at, at Bubba there because earlier he took a shot at Bubba's tweet too. Uh, and Bubba's tweet had nothing to do with <laughs> with Randy Orton. It was just you know for some it was like wow this came out of nowhere. Randy just took a shot at Bubba. You know, look. And as far as that goes, look. You know, we, we, you know. We're all men, you know, from, from not to be chauvinistic, the guys that I know from that era, you know, and, and, and when Randy was coming up and not everybody is best friends in this business. You know, you guys got to realize that. You know, I don't know how it is now with this current generation of wrestlers. I hopefully they all get along. But I could tell you, like, from the guys that are in my age bracket or even the bracket before and after me, that's sandwiched us. Not everybody is, is is just not rainbows and butterflies. So not everybody is best friends. I know a lot of wrestling fans think that all wrestlers are buddies and they all hang out and they go and drink beers at the end of the show. And that's bullshit. Okay. No, that's not true. It's a very, very ultra competitive industry. And sometimes you piss people off. And it's it, sometimes people are envious. Sometimes people just don't like somebody. So I'm not going to get in the middle of somebody's business. I'm not. I'm not going to sit there with a cell phone. And say, fight, 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 fight. I'm not doing that. I feel it's my due diligence as someone who covers the business. I'm not a reporter. I'm an opinionated guy with, you know, three decades of experience in a lot of different facets of the business. So I'm proud to say I think I'm, you know, I've had a lot of experience in the business that I could, and I'm proud of, that I could give an opinion on. And the independent pro wrestling uh, thoughts, opinions, and position of, the psychology they put out there um, or lack thereof is something that I have an opinion on that I will get into in this show. But I just wanted to just say, like, um, as far as Randy goes and Bubba, like, you know, people don't know. I don't know. Who knows their business? You know, what? what I mean, I, I, it did seem out of nowhere that Randy did what he did there on the Twitter, for sure. I mean, Bubba just put out a funny tweet of him, you know, doing a dive. And said dive. So I, you know, I mean, if you know Bubba's sense of humor, it's funny. I, 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 we have a similar sense of humor, so I get it. I, you know, um, the other thing is like, as far as indie mocks and 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 old timers or whatever, I, you know, I got to tell you, it's like, this is a paying audience. You know, <laughs> let's be frank. These people, fans, and a lot of you that are listening to me now, support indie wrestling, and go to shows. I mean, this is who pays the bills. And believe it or not, even if you're in the WWE and a big name, a huge name like Randy Orton, those indie marks are also, most of them, WWE marks, which is an extremely derogatory term. 
but they are fans of WWS also who probably subscribe to the WWE Network, you know? So you, you got to be careful when you say something like that. So I, that's where, I, you know, I'm a little a little surprised that Andy Randy did that. But you know what? I, I have not talked to Randy in a long time, and, and I I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I just don't, you know, I, I don't um. I don't, uh, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with him putting that out there, Randy. But he's entitled to his opinion. He's earned his opinion. And look, no, it's not written anywhere that, that you know, wrestling fans have to be nice to the paying audience of, of the wrestling audience. It's not, that's not written anywhere. You know? And, and uh, I've always tried to do my best to be respectful to the people who pay the bills. That's a whole other topic, though, which I'm going to really not get too deep into. Uh, and I don't want to offend any fans, but I'm going to be frank here. There's also some fans that are entitled. They feel like because they spend money on pro wrestling, no matter if it's indies or WWE, that they could say, do whatever they want to a wrestler or act that way to a wrestler. And that is a load of hogwash. That's not cool. You got to have some decorum, some professional, uh, some uh, decorum, some respect, and uh, and not to just think that because you financially or leave your house to support pro wrestling means that you can just attack wrestlers. That's called a sense of entitlement, which is not good to have that in any realm. Forget about just being a wrestling fan. So, again, that's a whole other topic. I'm not looking to get into that. Apparently, Low Key, you guys know Low Key, tremendous, tremendous worker, friend of mine, he... um put out unfortunately this is towards it looks like this is towards randy orton i believe mm-hmm. unfortunately you're protected in the wwe come out to the real world and test your tantrum with adults right was there anything else that that, that loki said no right I don't no think you're so. correct we just spotted that now so this is going to spark a lot of um current guys that are that are you know out there wrestling and um listen and I'm get to, I'm going to get to the phones here in a second. Uh, I I gotta tell you, okay. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a. Mm, I'm I'm really trying my best to just be professional, and not to pass judgment. I really am. I really am trying my best. Uh, because, no, well, you shouldn't bite your tongue. Well, no, no, I should bite my tongue because I don't know all the facts. So some things I don't want to just blurt out and spit out of my mouth um which is wrong you know um I, but i will say this you, you you have to realize how it works when you're in, in the wwe for the most part you're making a lot of money anywhere you go for the most part folks know who you are at an airport at a hotel at a restaurant, at a rent-a-car counter, walking to a deli, going to the movies with your wife or kids or whatever. People know you. It's called fame, right? So when you're in the WWE, you have that fame. I could only imagine now with the power of the WWE Network and the power of the social media, how many, how much these, these talents, these WWE superstars are getting recognized Everywhere they go and signing autographs, and at, at, a lot of times it's a detriment to your regular life because you, you're not a regular person and you just don't have that privacy and you just don't, you know, you don't, you, it, that, that becomes a hassle, so you got to be careful what you wish for, but that comes to the territory, you know, that's just part of the game. 
I, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, when you're there in the WWE and the money you're making and how well you're doing, but you're, you're sacrificing because you're away from your family a lot, you're away from home, you're making a lot. I remember I was there making a lot of money and I wasn't a main event. I was nowhere near the fame of Randy Orton. I did not have the success Randy had. And I'm not taking that away from Randy. He earned it. He's a tremendous talent. I've always been a fan. I've had the opportunity to call a lot of his matches. But <clears throat> the thing is, when you have that fame and you're making that amount of money, you are sacrificing. You're away from home a lot. And you get stressed a lot. You do get stressed. And you want to vent. Okay, you want to vent. Because you're stressed. But that, in my opinion, does not... It's not a reason or an excuse to be able or to go out on social media and disrespect, you know, not just fans like that, but to disrespect wrestlers that are no longer in the WWE. I don't think that's good. Because when you're in the WWE and you're making that money, you have that fame, you have that success, at times you feel like it's never going to end, which is a good thing. You feel like you're at the top, you've made it, you've made a ton of money, and... Once I'm done, and if I tell Vince, hey, I'm done with you, go to, go to hell, I don't want to work for you anymore, I don't need to go work on the indies. And you know what? I'm sure Randy Orton will never, ever have to work on an independent show his whole life. And good for him. He's probably made so much money, and, and he's not a dumb guy. He saves his money, I'm sure. And, and good for him and his family. That's great. No one's taking I'm not taking that from Randy. I would never do that. But just because... This is probably the case where Randy will never have to work an indie show. <laughs> Doesn't mean that other guys either don't want to or don't have to. You know, and I'm not just talking about financials. Some guys want to just keep competing. Some guys want to just keep going out there and they love to perform for the audience, no matter how young or old they are. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's their prerogative. Maybe some guys need the money, sure. Maybe some guys are just doing it for the fun of it. Really? I, me personally, I'm different. I, I Once I was done, I was done. I have no interest in working independent shows. Uh, I, extremely rare that I'll pop up on one. Very rare. I think the last time was over a year and a half ago in Brooklyn. Maybe a year ago. I don't remember what it was. And I just did a promo. I didn't work. I can't work. And I'm done working. But I've had the opportunity to flourish in a different realm outside of a ring with a mic here. You know, doing radio and doing a live video streaming show. I'm fortunate for that. That opportunity that CBS here gave me. Absolutely. But when you're not in the WWE and you're out here grinding, and when I say out here, I'm talking about working independent shows, trying to get a UK trip or a Japan trip to make ends meet financially, or maybe a guy starts a podcast to make ends meet financially. Hey, not everybody, you know, has had the success Randy has had. And that doesn't mean that all those other guys and girls suck. That doesn't mean that. That just means they got that opportunity. I mean, that Randy got the opportunity and, and he kicked ass with the opportunity. No doubt about it. But that doesn't mean you go and take a shot at wrestlers that are out here grinding. I, I don't think that's cool. And and I was disappointed to see that by Randy. Randy probably don't give a about me one iota. I, like I said, I always got loaned, but I haven't talked to the guy in ages. 
I'm just a little surprised. Uh, uh, I'm not surprised. No, I shouldn't say surprised. I'm disappointed that that happened. You know, I really am, especially from a third-generation guy like Randy. He understands the importance of the audience. And I think we got to maybe just give him maybe a little break. Maybe he was drinking a little too much. (laughs) You know, that could be what happened here. So. Uh, Dennis, do you, just from a fan perspective, because these phones are jammed up here. I got to get to the phones. I'm just curious. You're... Is there anything else that I'm missing here before I get your opinion? I'm just curious. Is there anything else that, that's going on? I haven't looked at social media. Anything else going on? No, I'm going to be honest. You crushed that. You did a phenomenal oh, job you, breaking you. down both sides. That was very fair. I appreciate it. And I'm trying not to ride the fence. I know sometimes. No, there's a difference between riding the like you make fun of me for riding the fence, but you're giving perspective from both sides. You're, you've, you've been a wrestler for yeah. 30 plus years. Like. You see Randy's side of it. You see the independent side of it. That's not riding the fence. You're because yeah, I'm yeah, exactly. I'm you're not being impartial. I can't. I'm not on the independent scene. I'm not in that realm, but I know enough guys and girls that are, and talk to them enough. I'm also not in the WWE anymore, and I also never had the success Randy Orton had, you know. And and I and I and. I have no problem with that. <laughs> so, uh, but I also am, am saying that Randy's earned what he has, and and was given opportunities, and and he kicks ass at his opportunities, and and I'm I'm in this corner. I'm all for it. But for the veterans that have left WWE, you, you know, don't I don't think it's fair to assume that they're all on the independent scene, for lack of better terms. Because they need the money, or because they're financially strapped. That's not always true. And in regards to, to Bubba, Bubba's you know a, a grown man. He's more than able to take care of himself. But I can tell you this much: uh, Bubba's not a guy who's financially strapped. So I, I'll defend him there, and I'll defend that his passion to go out and compete is is large, you know, very large. He just loves to go out and wrestle. Not anybody who knows Bubba knows that's the way he is. I mean, that's you know, there's no doubt about that. Just like Randy loves to go out and wrestle. I mean, you know, it just, I just don't, I just don't think that, you know, um, it's cool to attack. And I'm not trying to fucking be a babyface and kiss fans' ass. I don't have to. And I don't need to kiss any wrestlers' ass. I, I don't have to. I don't need to. I'm in all, I, I'm. I say we like. I'm not even in the wrestling business anymore. But I've had people tell me, guys that, that I respect and love, hey, what, you know, once you're one of the boys, you're still one of the boys. Guys that are big-time guys right now in major companies have told me that, which I'm, I'm not bragging. I'm saying it, it makes me get goosebumps because it's nice to hear, even though I've been out of the wrestling business for a long time. I just think that, you know, I, if any of you guys were looking for me to come out here and, and bury... Randy, I'm not going to do that. I'm not. And as far as Rip Rogers, we'll get into that after the break and the phone calls and what, it ha- what, what initially sparked this whole thing. Uh, I'll get to that on the other side of the break. There's some interesting people on hold that want to talk about this, but I do have to go to break. Uh, give us a few minutes here. Uh, hang on if you can, guys. These phones are red hot today. And we'll keep talking here about this topic and uh, give a raw preview later on. And also uh, off the hooks. That might have to get pushed back to the top of the hour. We shall see. Drop kicks off the hooks. Best drop kicks. That's all week we're doing that here. And you guys can give your off the hooks too. Tash Show, sit tight.
Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All righty. <clears throat> Excuse me. We are back. We are back live right here on this Monday edition, a busy Monday edition of the Taz Show. Uh, we'll give our off the hooks in a little while. Drop kicks off the hook. These are the topics this week for off the hooks. Give you a three mini match supercard. Myself and my team here will do that shortly, probably in the next segment. And the uh, so I'm going to get to the phones here in this segment, and also uh, later on do a raw preview. And we should, uh, we might be on Facebook Live later on. We might not. That's uh, that that be Facebook.com/slash/TheTashShow. We shall see. So. Um, if that happens, because it might be a tech tech thing, but we'll look into that um, when we get to the top of the uh, top of the hour. Once we're in our next break, so that's the deal on uh, on that. Let me go to the phones here real quick. Uh, let's go. Who do we got here? Ben uh, Ben Hammond. Uh, you're on the Taz show. What's up, Ben? Taz, good to be on with you, brother. Uh, I might uh, be able to shed a little more light on this Rip Rogers situation. As Hold on, Ben. So you are you are from WrestleZone, correct? I'm yeah, WrestleZone.com, and you can you can check out my work there at, okay. at Ben underscore Hameen as well on Twitter. Uh, and actually, I'm on with your boys uh, Stevie Richards and Big Sale from FBI. We just started a new project, Greek God Papadon. So you can check that out. Oh, uh, those are ice. good guys right there. Please tell them I said hello. I absolutely will, man. But uh, I'm a Rip Rogers guy. Three years at OVW, wrote TV there for two. I do the cool. sheet gimmick, the terrorist okay. gimmick. Got it. And, uh, you know, this is goes back to just Rip saying the respect you've got to have for the business. When it comes to the dive thing, if you've seen five guys jump off the Empire State Building, then what's it mean when it's in the main event, right? Right, right, right. So, I understand. I understand. I, I'm going to give you a different thought in a second here on this topic, but go ahead, continue. Well, and the other part of this with Randy Orton, which, I mean, I know guys want to take a look in the locker room and see who's got heat with whoever for whatever reason, but Randy's an original Rip Rogers guy as well. So hmm. when it comes to stepping up and, and you know, kind of defending Rip, but this goes before Bubba when it was like Will Ospreay and Ricochet just saying things like, yeah, but I'm having fun making money, so I'm happy, dot, 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 dive. Well, you're killing the business, and it's not an old-school, new-school mentality. It's, you know, <laughs> if everybody's out there being a trapeze artist, then no one gives a damn about the dancing bear, you know? Ben, Ben, you remember, uh, obviously you remember ECW, I'm assuming. Oh, correct? huge ECW guy. All right, you are. That's cool. I appreciate you saying that. And I hey, appreciate- man, you, Masato Tanaka, and uh, Mike Awesome, one of the best matches in the history of wrestling as far as I'm concerned. Awesome. Right, well, that's very nice of you to say, and I, I do appreciate that. But, Ben, I have to ask you, being that you're an ECW fan, and it's very kind of you to say, I don't. How old are you? If you don't mind me asking, roughly. I'm 39, man. I'm, okay. I'm the grinder out there that you're talking about. The <laughs> guy, the podcast guy. Yeah, I'm yeah. all that. So you know what I mean when I say grind. It's true. We're a lot yeah. of us are out here doing our thing and just trying to make make. Some people are trying to make ends meet. Some people already met their ends, but they're just happy doing what they're doing. You know. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool. So here's the thing, right? So so EC. I bring up ECW for a reason because during the prime of ECW, during that heyday, there was a large portion of the wrestling community, the wrestlers, generation before my generation, that hated, despised ECW. Yep. Despised it because they thought it was the stupidest effing thing going because their thing was, well, what are you going to do next? You put a guy in fire. You're going you're to throw a grenade at someone. You're going to take a bazooka, shoot a guy's chest off. How many more chest shots can you do? How much more blood can you do? It was ripped. Where's the psychology? That's all we heard. And I wasn't a blood and guts weapon guy, as you know. Right. But I was part of that realm. So my point in saying this to you, Ben, 
is that I do think, and now I'm going to give thoughts on the indie scene today as far as the physicality or lack of storytelling, because there definitely is that for sure. Um, but I do think the dive thing, I get it, I do, and I, and I agree to a degree. And I, I, It's tough, Ben, for me not to take a side. I, I, I have to stay in the middle because I, I, I'm torn on the feelings on this because as an original ECW guy, I remember all the ridicule a lot of our blood and guts guys and weapon guys were getting and Heyman got because, you know, we were looked at as we're killing the business. That's all we heard. Bro, back then, Ben, I'm just giving you an no, argument. I feel you, and I believe me, when I got to OVW, I got <laughs> ridiculed for liking that. Uh, and before I learned psychology, the Rip Rogers, Al Snow way. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, the thing with Paul doing it, though, he didn't have it every match. You'd bring out a new jack, and then you'd have, you know, a technical Lance Storm match. And it was split up where on these indie shows, it's dive in the first match, dive in the second right, match. Right. And it trickles up as well. To and it's it's a lot of these guys wanting to bring that Japan style, the right. Ring of Honor, and they right. they just and it's whether it's the forearm battle, how many times I agree, I know that? that strong style, everybody's a shooter, it's everybody's and, I I know, and I know. and it trickles up all the way to WWE when you know when I'm looking for a classic double down and it's Finn Balor taking a big boot, hits a Pele kick, and then he dead sells. Yeah. Or Dean Ambrose taking a big boot so he can get his little second rope off the right. off of that thing, and then they fall down and go but, boom. But then the thing is, I will say to you, my Brutal. friend, no, no. No, I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. But the thing the thing is, I do think today in this realm for wrestlers, let's just say WWE because they're in the forefront, I do think it's very hard because of the amount, the, the, the massive exposure they have, it's very tough today to kind of reinvent the wheel of wrestling. And if you go back to original psychology, like... You're, you're saying, or like Rip puts out there, which I learned the way Rip is discussing. Sure. I, I've taught guys the way Rip is discussing. And so I agree with Rip to a degree because the thing for me is I do know, I, I do agree with, I should say, about evolution and things changing. But for every match to have the forearm battle, everybody's a tough guy, everybody's doing submissions, everybody's doing a dive, every match, that, yeah, that doesn't work. They're marks for themselves. Right. They're just getting their s*** in. That doesn't work. I hear you, bro. But now, it, it, but is it fair to stereotype every single, and you're making my producer work too hard, so watch your language, please. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> it's all right. So you're making him work hard here for the podcast. You don't right. want to have Rip on, then. He'll have the, uh, uh, the cut button. Uh, he'll, he'll be professional. <laughs> he, if I had Rip on, he'd be a pro. And, and he's welcome to come on anytime he wants. There's no you problem. Definitely have him yeah, on. I have no problem having Rip on. I, I, I think we might have met. I, I can't recall. It's been a lot of years. Him and I both been in the business a long time. And, you know, when you get hit in the head a lot, you forget things. <laughs> so so the thing no, but I'm cool with that. But no, but the thing is, man, it's like, I, you know, I, I, you know what I hate, Ben? I hate when people, and I'm not taking a shot at Rip or anybody, I'm just saying in general, mm -hmm. sports, anything, the stereotype thing. Because if, if I'm an indie wrestler that's going out there and trying to tell a story, you know, and then I hear someone uh, clumping me in in a stereotype, it sucks. You know what I mean? I feel bad for that guy or girl who's out there who is telling stories. Because as you know, and I'm sure Rip knows this, there are plenty of tremendous talents on the independent scene that are young wrestlers that are actually very good at telling stories in the ring. Yeah, but uh, I mean, they're they're learning this by watching Will Ospreay and these guys get over doing ninety things that mean nothing, and that is what his issue is of ruining the business overall. Because right. if that becomes the norm, then it's going to be another ten years before what's old is new again, and we actually go back to selling a sprained finger all the way around the ring for two minutes, and, and that's what gets over. So I go out and cut a promo, wave a flag, and I can steal the show half the time with my USA heat, whether it's Hacksaw or whoever, as opposed to these guys doing 
swantons of the floor for 200 people, and it's absolutely meaningless, and it kills the main event, especially if they're just doing it in the third or fourth match. Well, and that's really where his heat is. It's not to, like, in your face of guys like that. It's just like saying, here's the, there's a right way and there's a wrong way, and I, I understand it's Baskin-Robbins 31 flavors, and right, the Hardys right. can do film noir if they want with, with the decay stuff, and that was great too, but right, right. There's, there's just a, a time where you've got to actually respect what this is, and ratings are at a 2.6, and I feel that this is a big reason because of it. Yeah, but the houses are up. Like if you look at I got I got to they're tar- tarped off in the in the no, upper deck. No, I just watched two TVs for WWE in the UK and the place was banged out. The O2 Arena where I've been there, it's a big ass building, bro. I'm just telling you. Yeah, well, I mean, well, they're they're kind of you know hungry for that because they don't get it that much. Right. So I, I feel that they're going to pack it out. But if you're in a, a Dayton, Ohio, are you right. is that third level? Well, uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, you're uh, right. I mean, no, at the Garden they're packing it. I mean, some you're right. Some markets it's down. I, I can't argue. I'm, look, I don't work for WWE. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. I don't no, know if I ever will after this call. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I, I feel you. No, it's all good, man. I mean, listen, look, I appreciate you coming on and giving your thoughts. I really do. Keep doing your thing, and and it's a good topic. It's a good discussion and look at the end of the day i'm an old school wrestler and i believe in storytelling but it it you know only thing i say ben is it is a different time now too but to your point and rip's point if every match is doing it yeah that's no good i agree with that <laughs> i appreciate you man <laughs> all right ben thank you very much uh appreciate you calling the show man uh no doubt about it and uh it's a different perspective uh, a little bit little bit different perspective than mine i mean my my perspective about the whole thing with um storytelling it's 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 a little tougher today what the, the popularity because there is some popularity at the independent wrestling scene these guys and girls that are in there wrestling they are putting they they have to i don't even know if they know they do to some of the younger kids they have to put on a show in that moment their spotlight is that freaking 15 minutes on that friday night in that high school gym in some city that's their spotlight. And when I mean, that's not an insult. It's a fact. So what happens is they cannot go into a storytelling realm. That's the only thing where I got to say they're trying to put on an attraction. So that promoter sees the reaction that that audience gives that kid and books him the next time they're in town. And he can make the few bucks that that cheap friggin' promoter's paying him. Because that's the real topic for me. Because I've heard... The low, 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 low money that a lot of these promoters are paying these guys. That's not cool, okay? So, uh, back to the topic, though. In the realm of a match, sure, there's psychology and storytelling. I get what, what people are saying. I get it. I get what a guy like Rip Rogers is saying. I, t- I lived it. I, <laughs> I broke in that way. Of course, I know it. But there is, there is the problem of that kid has his 15 minutes to impress that promoter so he gets booked again the next time they're in town. So he wants to pop the crowd. It's a vicious cycle. He can't come back on TV the following week and continue his story like a WWE wrestler can or a guy who's wrestling or girls wrestling for Impact Wrestling or for Ring of Honor. They don't have that opportunity when you're an independent wrestler. It's a flash in the pan. I got I to gotta get the promoter. They, they, I got to pop the people so I get booked. So I get booked, I get booked, I get booked, I get booked, I get booked. That's how it is. Now, in my era, when I was coming up working on those small shows, which were independent wrestling, we were telling stories. We were telling stories in the ring for sure. We were. (laughs) 
We were telling stories. And we had that 15 minutes to get off the people. But that was the late 80s. <laughs> it's a different time now. The audience is much more educated to what's going on in the squared circle, man. And what social media has just changed it. It, it just changed it. And, and you, you got to, you can't, it's, I shouldn't say you can't. It's very difficult and you run the risk of not capturing, not capturing the audience in that high school gym in that little city. If you're not doing Spot Monkey Jones. If you're not doing spot fest, you run the risk of that. It's, it's, a, it's a confidence thing. You, 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 you have to be confident to work a hold in a match in front of 60 people in a gymnasium in, you know, Daytona, Florida. You run the risk of losing them and that promoter not wanting to book you. That's where I'll defend those wrestlers, you know what I mean? That's where I'll defend it. But I do see... The gentleman, Ben, who just called his point. And I see Rip Rogers' point. I get it. I, I do. I see it. I see it. But I also see the other side of it. I totally see the other side of it. Without a shadow of a doubt. Bad Money Slim, Pennsylvania. You're on the Taz Show. What's up, buddy? What's going on, Taz? Good, man. How you doing? All right. Uh, I just wanted to get my off the hooks today. Maybe lighten the mood a little bit. The mood's light. Why is the mood that light? Oh, no, no. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I just... You know, switching gears, that's all. No, no, that's all right. Yeah, the mood's light. I mean, it's just a topic. Topic, because what? Because you don't you don't hear all sorts of crazy noises. Is that what the problem is? Because you don't hear. Is that what's going on? Because you don't hear all sorts. They're around. They're the sound effects store has been awfully the quiet. Sound, today. The sound effects store has been very, very, very quiet. <laughs> but it's very easy to fix. So anyway, they're starting to open up. But anyway, all right. So you're gonna give your drop kicks off the hook, right? And uh, and um, okay, we'll see. You're, you're jumping a gun on us because we haven't given it yet. But that's okay. You can do that. It's no problem, because uh, we like you. Uh, give your drop kicks off the hook, sir, please. Well, I appreciate that, Taz. All right, uh, match one is Brian Pillman versus AJ Styles. <sighs> Love it. That's the two awesome drop kick guys for sure. What else you got? All right, uh, match number two is Kurt Henning versus Dolph Ziggler. Oh wow! Interesting, interesting. I think I think you hacked the uh, the Dennis Jones. He's getting all pissed off. He's making this crazy. Three of my six are already gone. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You got one of my guys already. But go ahead, continue, Slim. All right, uh, and main event is Sting versus Kazuchika Okada. Sting. Oh, Dennis is. <laughs> Either he dropped a back or he's upset you just stole the stuff. Oh, one or the other. I'm not really sure. One or one or the other. One or the other. All right, Slim. I appreciate it, buddy. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, have a good week. You too, buddy. Take care. Have a good week. All right, so you go to Bad Money Slim. So he hacked you. Yeah? He got some of your stuff in there. Look at that. Well, now I'm gonna ha I'm gonna end up hacking him because he went first. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all right. No, but he, he had some good ones there. I, I I have some good ones too. I definitely have some good ones too. I want to get in there for sure. Definitely have some good ones too. And who we got here? We got uh, Jeremy uh, Hillside. Hillside, you're on a Taz show. What's up, Jeremy? Taz, good good moment, sir. Jeremy, are you at Hillside, Queens? Hillside, where? No, I'm Hillside, New Jersey, brother. Oh, I hear you. Well, uh, my call screener needs to work on his uh, exp explanation of the who these people are and where they're from. Cowboy. Uh, anyway, Jeremy, so what's going on? Nothing much, man. Just got to give you a quick yambag shot. Uh -oh. First time, long time Jones. Look at this guy. Comfy Jones, yambag. He's calling out for a yambag shot. Right out of the gate. He's calling right out calling of the com for it. Comfy Jones. There it is in the yambag. All right, what's up, man? 
just a quick good moment to the uh, lumber slunker <laughs> man me Jones over nice. there. Well done. Yeah. Good moment. Yeah, first thing first, Taz, I'm going to a Raw tonight in Newark, and I was making my signs because I'm going with my niece. She's a bigger mark for this stuff than I am. She's a six-years-old Big Bailey fan. So right. we're, making, we're making signs and stuff, and she goes, Uncle Jeremy, uh, you know, what kind of sign are you going to make? I'm like, well, I'm going to make a Taz show sign. She mm. has absolutely no idea what I'm talking of about. Of course, she has no idea where I am. She's a baby. I got it. No, okay. she, she, she's a, well, she's going to know who you are by the end of the day. She's going to be holding up that orange and black sign tonight at the show. <laughs> it's going to be all orange and black is going to say hashtag we over with Nub City. I have no idea what Nub City means, Don't but worry. it's on there. It's perfect. As long as it's on there, then you're good. And it's, <laughs> it's, that's it. That's the key. You got good seats? Uh, well, actually, so we I got Hookup Jones over there at the uh, Prudential Center. So nice. we got tickets for uh, Nosebleed. As soon as I get there, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a brother. Nice. And he's going to get us down in uh, hopefully front row. And my goal is for my, for my niece to hug Bailey and my life will be complete. That's awesome. Well, you're Sonic, a really good uncle and you're a really good guy and you're a really good fan of the Taz Show. And I appreciate it, brother. Seriously. Well, thank you, sir. Can I give quick off the hooks before I go? Dropkick Jones and begin. All right, so a bunch of them were already taken, but I'll go quick. Go I want to do um, some of the best sellers I've ever seen, AJ Styles versus Dolph Ziggler dropkicks. Okay. And then I want to go a um, little bit of a gimmick Jones over here. I want to go top rope dropkicks, if that's okay. Yeah, okay. That's Booker called a missile. That's called a missile dropkick. Missile dropkick Jones. Uh, right. Booker T versus Austin Aries. Mm, nice. And then, uh, to be honest with you, I forgot my last one. Oh my God, that right there! <laughs> we got you. Got to fix this. It, it, it was some. The, the gentleman from Pennsylvania had like two of them that I already had, and I'm on the fly booking over here. So yeah, I'm not even gonna go. First for of it. all, yeah. that was bad money, Slim. He is no gentleman. Uh, so that's the deal on that. So thank you, uh, Jeremy. I appreciate you calling. Uh, <laughs> I like that. So he did a two-match mini supercar. <laughs> I had a main event, but honestly, I forgot. I don't remember it. Yeah, so, so you got to write him down. you got to be prepared. You can't come in here unprepared. That's bad. No, thanks uh, thanks to that guy calling. Sounds like a good uncle. Sounds like he's going to have a good time tonight at Raw. And um, I bet you they're pretty packed there. You know, I mean, that's what I was saying earlier. I mean, I know the, the, the fellow Ben who called was saying, oh, they got tops, they got this and that. Look, man, I, I, you know, I got to tell you, it's like for me, it's so hard to be uh, to be that guy who's going to hate on WWE's success. I, you can't, you can't, you can't hate on their success. Uh, but I understand how a lot of old school, older school wrestling minds and traditionalists in the business do. I get it. I understand it. I understand that. And I respect that end because I come from that end. But I also know the end of the new school and the business end of it. And that the last thing WWE will tell you they are is a professional wrestling company. They are an entertainment company. That's what they are. That's what they pride themselves on. And that's how they become multi-millionaires. So I just think that everyone's entitled to their opinion. Everyone has their feelings on what's the right way to do a wrestling match or what's the wrong way. To me, as long as people are engaged in the match, that's cool. I do agree, though, what Ben was saying and what Rip's saying. Like, if every match is doing the same spots, that's a no-no. Okay, that, that's, that's bad. And, and that's lazy, and that's bad. That's not how you put on the proper wrestling show. That's the promoter's fault, and it's also the wrestler's fault. No matter if there's 15 people in that high school gym in Dayton, Ohio... 
or if you're at the whatever it's called there are tonight in New, Newark, New Jersey, the Prudential Center. Whatever. The Rock. The Prudential Rock. Center. The Prudential Center. Whatever, 15,000 people. It doesn't matter. They're, they're, it's laziness amongst the wrestlers because the wrestlers need to communicate with each other in the locker room. We're doing this spot. Guys, please don't do that spot. We'll do this spot. It's just communication. Now, who gets... See, who yeah, gets uh, pulling back the curtain too much. Now Dennis jumps in. Yeah, God, what? Who gets to pick? Like, Does the main event get to be like... And it go, works down from there? Well, the main event obviously has a little more say, but it's usually more of just a, a gentleman or a ladies' agreement. It's just, it's just a discussion. And if there's a, a disagreement, you go to the guy who's paying, the promoter. Say, look, we want to do the spot. They want to do the spot. And, and he makes the call. You can't just have anarchy where everybody just does what they want. Now, I don't want to just stereotype all wrestling promoters. That's what I just said to the guy, Ben, on the phone, because there are a lot of wrestlers out there that do tell stories, that are younger wrestlers that are telling physical stories and psychology in the ring. You can't just blame. You can't, I just don't think it's right to stereotype. That's my point. That's my point on the whole thing. I got to go to break. Okay, the show's flying by, zipping by. Okay, other side of break, uh, I will give my off the hooks. Again, drop kicks this week, as will Dennis. Does Anthony have his off the hooks? Oh, we'll see what happens. I don't even know what's going on with that. And then we'll get to more phone calls. The phones are jamming up here. We'll get to the phones for sure. Taz Show, very busy. Monday edition. Sit tight. Network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, we're back. Yo, we're back. We're back here. Back on this. Uh, so a little late coming back from break. Sorry about that. Um, good news is uh, the popularity on the social media which I told you I hate so much. Uh, the show the show's doing great today on social media. I believe we have some sort of a sound effect, maybe, that the sound effects store lent us, that the producer of the show, the Lumberjack, will play in a three and a two and a one. He's trending again. Taz keeps trending and trending and trending. Yes, well, thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for getting the show trending. Very kind of you guys to keep the popularity up on this early early in the week, Monday Jones. Appreciate that. Get us hot right here. Keep it hot. Got to keep it hot all week. Hopefully we can trend tomorrow. But So thanks for getting the show trending, seriously. Uh, so uh, we've been talking about some of the stuff with the um, old stuff with independent pro wrestling and some of the comments uh, that uh, this this one wrestler made towards Rip Rogers, for, if you're joining us now, and then and then it involved Randy Orton, and Bob Ray Dudley got involved. It was like a whole thing. So go if you're just joining live, listen to the audio on demand or the video on demand of this show, and you'll you the first hour you'll hear what's going on. Not going to catch up on it right now because I'm just too flat out uh, lazy. Uh, that's really the bottom line on that. Um, hey, uh, Chairman in L.A., you are on the Taz show. What's up, man? Taz Lumberjack, I love you both. Love you too, man. You know that. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> What's yeah. up, man? So, Taz, I, uh, first off, I wanted to talk about a uh, thing I love and hate about wrestling fans. But, well, actually, no. First, I wanted to say uh, I wanted to thank you, Taz, uh, for making the fans so passionate 
and uh, they're so passionate that they start groups and, and factions and all this uh, shenanigans. And I wanted to thank you. Uh, okay. Today is actually the family, my group, one-year anniversary. Oh, congratulations. You. That's huge right yeah. there. That's awesome. Yeah. And why don't you uh, why don't you drop the names of some of those uh, fellas and ladies, uh, wherever you want right here, real quick. Give them a little shout-out. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, with Shane, Claire, Leakington, Rob Nasty, Eric Vigiano, Mike Falvo, and... Uh, uh, a whole bunch of people. Awesome. Well, I well, th you know, everybody who's listening from the family, thank you guys and happy anniversary. And that's because you yeah, guys you. are supporting the show. And it's not just your factions, other factions. And I know sometimes, some without getting into details, sometimes you guys butt heads to the other factions. At the end of the day, Chan, and you know this, even though at times you guys might butt heads with others, and we've had a lot of this in the past. There's a lot of it's water under the bridge. Agreed. Yeah. 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 Okay, but but I will say this, that at the end of the day, you guys all have, for the most part, the same goal, and that's to you know, keep the success of the show and, and support the Taz show. At the end of the day, that's what I feels like all you factions do, but at the end of the day, it's about the family, anniversary, one year, awesome, congrats. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing, beautiful thing. Yes, yeah, well, yes. we, all, we all have the same goal in mind, and that's you, Taz, and, and Lumberjack. I, I like Lumberjack more than I like the captain, to tell you the truth. I don't even remember who this captain guy is. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, not I sorry. I apologize for nothing. I don't even know who Buy that is. I don't even remember him. Who, who captain? Did he have I a beard? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know him either. If I saw him, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't even have lunch with him. That's right. Don't worry. He wouldn't buy anyway. It's okay. Uh, no, no, no. I, I like the captain. I, I miss the captain at times. But I love Dennis. I mean, who doesn't love Dennis? You kidding me? He's the man meat. You kidding me? Yeah, Dennis is the greatest uh, producer that the chat has shows ever had. Yeah, this week we'll see what happens next week. Chan, man, you're too kind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chan, I'm gonna let you bounce, man. I appreciate you calling, buddy. All right, man, no problem. Thank you. Tell the crew I said hello and thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. That's so cool, right there. See that, man? You know. So, for those that are new to the show, there's always been different. Not not a ton, but there's like three or four different factions and of fans of the show and they kind of get together on either the facebook chat i don't know what it's called i'm not a big facebook guy i can't even turn the friggin thing on as you guys know but I, yeah they, they they have different groups and and they support the show and they all have different names and in the past there were some issues with some of them but we've all they've all cleaned it all up everything's cool they agree to disagree on some things but at the end of the day they all support this show and and personally support me so i can't thank them all enough and that's sincere so I appreciate it very much. Um, right there. In the meantime, before I get back to the phones, off the hooks, uh, I need to give mine. Dennis needs to give his, and I guess Anthony. And we're going to do that in a, a three, a two, and a one. The Taz Show presents. Oh, that's the wrong one. Hold on. Oh, Tricked my. myself. God, Tricked what the myself. hell? What are you nuts? <laughs> what are you doing, son of a bitch? What do you uh, mean, no? Come on. Sausage fingered that one. What the? What are you, stupid? Son of Bastards. What I meant to say was the Off the Hook series with Taz. A weekly three-match mini supercar. Fantasy booking at its best. As usual, you nailed that, brother. <laughs> all right, all righty, all righty, all right. So we're going drop kicks off the hook. Three match mini supercard series gimmick. Your name is Fernum. Uh, who's going first? Uh, I'll go first. All right. So my first match. I guess I just decided that. Um, okay, my first match. I'm going to go with AJ Styles. Who we heard earlier. I'm going with AJ Styles versus a gentleman I mentioned in the recent past here, Tim Horner. 
Tim Horner, a uh, very successful wrestler down south there. Worked, I think, in uh, NWA back in the day, Smoky Mountain. Worked all over. Um, great guy, underrated guy, tremendous in-ring performer. So I'm going AJ Styles, Tim Horner. What do you got, Dennis? I also have AJ Styles in my first match. I have him against the man that we've been speaking about often today, Randy Orton. Excellent. You know, Randy, Randy for a guy as big as Randy. Randy's a big dude. Randy's probably 6'4", 6'5", and he, he's got hops, as the expression used to go. He gets off his feet and nails great drop kicks for sure. So you got, okay, so you got AJ versus uh, Randy Orton. I like it. And, uh, hey, Ant. What's going on, fellas? Just cool with his own gimmick. Let's, let's start over. So back, get, get him out of here. Get, get, get him out. So uh, I had AJ Styles and Randy Orton. Right. Oh, that's good. Andy, Randy throws great drop kicks. There's no doubt. For a guy his height, he can really throw great. See, this whole show scripted, guys. See, everything we do here is scripted. Uh, hey, Ant. What's up, boss? Hey, what's up, bro? So listen, uh, what do you got off the hooks for me? I do. I do. My first one is Apollo Crews versus Big Show. But the Big Show one is like a specific one. He like, I remember in WCW, he like jumped off the top rope. With a missile drop kick. Okay, okay. So you're going, you're going Big Show with one drop kick. He's probably thrown his whole career. Yes. Okay. Against who? Apollo Cruz. Okay. Okay. Another okay. big guy that's pretty athletic. Oh, I never heard of him. He's um, <laughs> <laughs> like describing again. All right. All right. So back to me here. I'm gonna go on my second match. I am gonna go with a gentleman by the name of Brad Armstrong. Some of you might not know Brad, but Brad was a tremendous, tremendous worker. He is the brother of, oh, you didn't know? You know who I don't know you didn't know is, right? Uh, he is also the brother of uh, one of the referees, Armstrong. Scott. Scott right. Armstrong, right? So Brad, uh, tremendous, tremendous um, uh, worker. I mean, obviously Road Dog, his brother, Brian James, got he, he probably had the most success out of all those, all those boys, um, and their dad was a tremendous worker also. Uh, definitely was an amazing, amazing talent back in the day. Tough, tough, gritty worker, um, and all his sons were great. But Brad Armstrong, tremendous drop kick, and also just a tremendous worker. Uh, so I'm going Brad Armstrong against the one and only HBK, Shawn Michaels. Yes, yes, that's what I'm going with right there. Yeah. All right, what do you got as your second one, Dennis? I have Dolph Ziggler. Against Okada and Bad Money Slim, just he completely ravaged my, That's my, right. That's my right. list. A lot, a lot of people are gonna have. Some but I'm, I'm all about I'm all about the the height, the hops, as you said. Yeah, so. you gotta have the height, bro. That's why uh, no one will ever name me on this thing. I was not. <laughs> I was not. Drop kicks weren't your strong no, suit. No, no, no. But th I've said this in the past. This is gonna sound really crazy. I could teach you how to do a drop kick. I just can't do it. I I'm not kidding. I, I, be swear, I believe. I, I absolutely swear to God, believe that. I could. I could teach someone how to do one. I know how. I just don't do it. I was always a pretty athletic guy. I pride myself on that. I was always a good athlete and as a wrestler, always good feet and quickness and hips. Just not built for the drop kick. You weren't seeing Ivan Putski do many drop kicks neither back in the day. But I digress. Who's that? <laughs> God, that was. I uh, the ice cream man. Is he a wrestler? They call me the Shockmaster. <laughs> I'm watching Meet the Press yesterday morning. <laughs> I'm interested where this goes. And I don't know what this guy's name was. African-American gentleman. And he is sitting there, and I'm trying to do a tape gimmick. My phone battery was dead, and the guy sounded like Anthony. Oh, that's the tough. guy was all knotted up, nice suit, like little skinny um, guy, little skinny guy. 
and he's and he talked like Anthony. It was hysterical. How hard was it he's to not laugh at? Politician, I was like a, an analyst or something for politics. And I'm like, what the f? I'm sitting there laughing. My wife's like, what are you laughing? I'm like, oh, it's Anthony. She's like, oh, the shock master. <laughs> <laughs> I was buried, Anthony. And you're right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I just say put my mic on there uh, first. Right, yeah, yeah, I'm good, man. All right. So what's your what's? Hey, Ann, come back. Sorry. I'm back. <laughs> that was quick. What is your uh, what is your uh, second match? My second one is Kofi Kingston versus Prince Puma from Lucha Underground. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Great, great, great. That's good right there. We're up to the match three. I'm gonna go my main event right here. Main event, main event, main event, main event, main event. Drum roll, Jones. We haven't heard that in a while. Main event. I'm going with. Austin Aries against the newest WWE Hall of Famer. That's Ricky Morton. Yes, that's what I'm going with right there. Ricky Morton versus Austin Aries. Um, you know, both Ricky and Robert of the Rock and Roll Express both did great job picks. But I thought Ricky's a little bit better. So I'm going with Ricky Morton versus Austin Aries. Uh, what do you got uh, there, Dennis? I have Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect, against Bob Holly. Did you not give... I could have sworn someone gave Kurt Henning earlier, right? Uh, Bad Money Slim. You know, Bob Holly actually is a good. That's I've been hit with Bob's dropkick. He does a. I mean, it's easy, it, it looked kind of easy dropkicking me. But the two of theirs was like the my my other four were because of the height and just the look of it. These two just it it looked mm. like you like you said earlier. If yeah. you're gonna teach a dropkick, I feel like that those are two guys that I, you would be like so far like my main event and I like your main event too. I think uh, Kurt Henning, God rest his soul. Um, against um, Bob Holly. Uh, Bob had a great job. It's a good point. And what do you got? What's your, your main event? I have Shelton Benjamin versus anytime RVD dropkicks somebody with a chair. Oof. I could throw a little flag because there's chairs involved. You know, uh, <laughs> but. Can I take know, the chair away then? Uh, well, <laughs> he would do the Van Terminator, which was basically he'd hold the, he'd hold the chair up and he would just jump, spin, kick, and just kick your effing face off. I've had it many times done. It's not a fun thing to take. Um, but yeah, no, Van Dam, mad hops. He can jump, kick, do everything. So um, I, I, I'm not going to throw a flag on you. I mean, Van Dam, uh, definitely tremendous uh, drop kick guy. Uh, can do anything with his feet in that ring. All right, good, 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 good. So that's the deal. There's your off the hooks. Um, so people can call and give their off the hooks. It's fine. It's no problem. It's okay. We got no problem with it. It's Everything's good. Hey, uh, Zach in North Carolina, you're on the Taz show. Hey, uh, good moment, Taz. Good moment, Dennis. Good moment. Good moment. Uh, just calling to give some off the hooks and to put you over. Let's do it. All right, my first match is going to be Okada versus AJ Styles. Nice. Okay. Second match is Brian Pillman versus Jumpin' Jim Brunzel. Forgot about Jumpin' Jim Brunzel. Definitely an amazing drop kick of, of the uh, Killer Bees. And, uh, okay, right. what's your third? Uh, main event is going to be a double drop kick, Young Bucks versus Rock and Roll Express. Oh, so you're doing a tag team match, and I actually like what you just said. I, I tell you what, Zach, I respect it. Good job right there. What's your comment, statement, or question? Uh, I just wanted to put you over. Uh, you know, I work on an ambulance, and I've been listening to you about a year and a half now. And uh, with all the stuff I see, uh, I enjoy listening to you. It's a big stress reliever, so I just want to put you over for that. Thank you, man. Well, that's very kind of you, uh, Zach, to say. And it sounds like that, that job you have uh, takes a special breed of person. So I uh, appreciate what you do, buddy. No problem. All right, bro. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate that, man. Good hearing from you, buddy. Zach down there in North Kakalaki, or as they call it, North Carolina. That's what some of the Seco fans call it. Uh, before I move on, how are we looking on the social media? Give me a second here, folks. I want to check this out. i got to refresh my gimmick, Furman. Um, oh, looks like we're still rocking. Oh, 
looking pretty good. We're looking pretty, pretty good. Yep. Trending. Yep, we're there. I just want to make sure, because I need that. If, if we're not trending, my ego is, is just attacked. Uh, I feel very insecure. I need that. It's like the thumbs up on the Facebook. You know, it's very important to me. It's my life. Let's be honest. You know what I'm saying? All right. So, uh, Dennis, did you did you want to give any uh, thoughts and opinions on the topic? I don't want to shun you away. That was heavily spoken about in the first uh, quarter, first hour of the show. I, uh, being a fan, obviously, and having no wrestling experience at all, I don't hate the the indie i as caller ben and you had your back and forth i don't hate the indie i and i get exactly what you're saying like you got to you got to be seen and you want to maximize your allotted uh, like 15 minutes you That's got right. you want to yep. you want to put on the best show in that 15 minutes and then at the same time you got the WWE and like you said they make money yeah so <clears throat> neither neither are wrong and it's just it it comes off i don't want to say catty but like there's there's enough of an ecosystem where indie promotions can do their thing and the WWE can keep doing their thing and to be able to coexist. I yeah. think there, there's plenty of room for different styles of wrestling. And, wrestling. I, and you know what? I, I And that's right. And I think that, that Rip Rogers would agree and, and that, and this is probably one of the things that upsets him according to what Ben was saying too, is that the if every match especially is doing all these spots back to back to back and it's the same stuff, the forearm battle, uh, the high spots, the this, the dives, then I get it. You can't. You know, you just, I think you got to have, you know, you got to have some some just changes in different levels and different matches and, you know, but it's hard. It's a hard thing to do because a lot of these, these, these people that are on these independent cards, you know, yeah, some of them are returning performers, but some sometimes there's new people that are just trying to, you know, spark the promoter's eye or get the people to pop, like I said earlier. So it's a tough spot. You know, look, like I said earlier, and I'll say it till the day I die, I'm all about psychology in a wrestling match. I really am. Um, but I also believe in the performance of sometimes, like some of these high spot matches where people rip guys and say, oh, it's a spot monkey. This guy's done. You know, I, I, I love athleticism in a, in a strong performance. So I, I don't have a problem with it, but I do have a problem with it if it's the car that's back to back to back to back. Or if a guy hits a big flip dive and, you know, jumps up and goes crazy. I'm going to tell you something real quick. Definitely another other thing here. I'll tell you a guy who, who, who doesn't get enough credit today in this day and age, who was a pioneer and, and properly would do dives and, and reckless acts in the ring. And um, one of the main pioneers, in my opinion, and it's a guy named Sabu. Okay, so Sabu, see what Sabu did, and I've said this in the, in the past on this show. Some of you guys might remember it. What Sabu did that made him a master, it wasn't just the impact of the dive and how he was as an athlete, because he was an underrated, phenomenal athlete, and how tough this mother effer was. It wasn't just that that made Sabu. After he hit you with a dive, a flip, or whatever it was, he sold. He stayed down and he sold his ass off. He sold, and I, me, selling was not my strong suit. I sucked at selling, unfortunately. My heart was in the right place. My heart was in the right spot. I wanted to sell better. I just wasn't good at it. I tried. I worked at it. I had people try to help me. I just never was good at it. I'm just being honest. That was, one, that was my Achilles heel, was selling. I just couldn't do it. I just wasn't good at it. Um, 
but Sabu would hit a dive and just outsell you, man. And just and that's what made it. And it was a down. The both guys were down. The people had time to react. They absorbed the spot, and then it was easy as me, as his opponent, or others' opponents, to transition as you sell up or Sabu would do something and get you back in the ring, whatever the, the follow-up spot was. The thing is, selling the spot. So I think with some uh, more traditional wrestlers or trainers, uh, like a Rip Rogers, would, would disagree with, is not only are you doing tons of these dives, but no one's selling, you know, like... And, and I'm sure there's a, a plethora of wrestlers that do sell things on the independent scene. But I think that the stereotype, which I hate, but if you're going to stereotype, is that these guys are hitting dives. I've seen it. It happens on the shows where they hit dives and they just <laughs> they get up and they, they want, give me the pop, pop for me. Give me the pop. I want the pop. Give me the pop. That's what happens. I don't like that either. <laughs> I agree. With that. That's just not cool, you know? Um, you know, you see a lot of it on the indie scene. You see a lot of it. You know, everyone's a shooter. Everyone's doing submissions. Everyone's doing throws. Everyone's hitting tight forearms and potatoing each other. I, I, you know, look, I just, like I said at the top of the show here, I am all about guys and girls making money, applying their craft, and getting better. Going out there and performing. There is never has been, in my opinion, no cookie-cutter way to be a successful pro wrestler. There's no cookie-cutter way because everyone's different. Everyone has different intangibles that makes them a star or that has, has potential star-making abilities. It's different intangibles. It Really, it's unfair to say that about any man or woman as a wrestler. And it's the same thing with the psychology of a wrestling match. Hey, listen, let's call a spade a spade. You know, I, look, I, I don't, I could tell you right now, most wrestling matches, forget about dives. Let's say you have no dives in a match. Okay, no dives. And no weapons, no nothing. Everything stays in between the ropes for a 10-minute match. There is a typical pattern to a wrestling match. If you do a traditional style pro wrestling match, which has been done for years at the highest level, that is cookie cutter. The style of the match. I'm not talking about the individual spots. The style, the psychology of the match Headlock, tackle, drop down, you know, step over, you know, work a hold, come back, false finish, come back, false finish. Dude, this has been going on forever. So that just kind of goes against what Rip Rogers and others are saying about, well, the indie show, it's forearms, this, dive, like the guy Ben said. I, I get it, what he's saying, I do. But I think it, how do I word it? I, I know how I feel. I'm just, I, I think I'm doing a bad job wording what I mean here. Okay. I feel like I'm all over the place, and I don't want to be all over the place. Do I sound all over the place, Dennis? A little bit. A little, yeah. A little bit, yeah. I got, I, because I, I know, you know, sometimes like my brain is working so quick when I'm, I'm visualizing matches or stuff I've done and things I've heard from veterans and what I've told younger guys, you know. So I, I want to try and do a better job of explaining it. So give me, give me a second chance here. So here's, here's what I'm saying. <clears throat> okay. So. Some of the critique of the current guys in this independent scene, like this, this gentleman called earlier, Ben, him and I were talking about, right? Of every match is the same. Well, like with this, uh, again, tell me the wrestler's name one more time who tweeted uh, Rip Rogers. Daniel uh, Parker. Parker, yes. Okay. So what he said was that it's cookie cutter in essence. I'm paraphrasing. He's saying it's forearm, it's dive, it's this, it's strong style, it's, the, it's shake hands, it's that. Okay, stereotyping, but I get it. That's the realm of what's going on for the most part. What I'm saying is, for many years, 
<laughs> that's been going on just less exuberant, less, just a little smaller as far as cookie cutter. Matches, guys who know how to wrestle and work know what I mean, I think. There's been that pattern on wrestling cards from top to bottom for decades of a basic style to a match that has nothing, but there were no handshakes, there was no dives, there was no roaring forearms, there was no, you know, 500 submissions and 600 suplexes match after match after match after match. But there was a steady diet of headlocks. There was a steady diet of lockups. There was a steady diet of tackles, shoulder block. There was a steady diet of hip toss. There was a steady diet of clotheslines. There was a steady diet of reverse the hip toss or drop kick. There was a steady diet of a false finish, get the hold back on, work a body part. False finish, work the Listen, I'm pulling back the curtain a little bit here, but I'm being honest. That, now, Dennis, are you getting me a little better now? Yes. I'm explaining myself better. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> My point is, maybe, just maybe, maybe none of us have the answers, no matter how old we are or young we are, right? Just being in the middle here. Maybe that pattern I just named that's been around for years, slot the match, tie up, headlock, tackle, drop down, get it again, <clears throat> you know, <laughs> Again, I'm biting my tongue, but I don't want to say too much. Listen, I've been on cards for many years where each match kind of starts almost the same. The psychology of most of the matches were the same. And i got to be honest with you guys, they still are. <laughs> they, if you watch a two-segment match tonight on Raw, <clears throat> you will see the bad guy work a hold for the most part, or work a body part, I should say, for the most part. And that good guy try to come back each time. Fail, fail, and then he makes his comeback and everybody hopefully pops. And then we go into the finish right about this. That's been the basic gist of the physicality of a wrestling match for many years. No one could dispute that. So maybe, I'm not agreeing with it, maybe these guys today and these girls today, <laughs> they're going in more of an extreme route where all the matches are handshakes, all the matches are <clears throat> strong style, all the matches are these crazy spots and dives. And then we go on social media and put each other over. Maybe that's where it is now. I, if it is, eh, I don't agree. I'm, I'm on the Rip Rogers side on that. I'm on the Randy Orton side on that. Uh, but <clears throat> I'm just saying, I'm kind of just spitballing and shooting the here with you guys about it. I don't know. I mean, I'm just telling you the things that I've seen coming up, you know, um, and how matches still are today. You know what I mean? So that that's kind of how it it feels that maybe maybe what's going on. Hey, Smitty in North Carolina, you're on the Taz Show. What's up? Good moment, Taz. Good moment, the Lumber Snacks. <laughs> Good moment. Good moment. What's up? I got my off the hook for you in a quick comment question. Let's go. Match one, I got Flyer Brian Tillman versus Rick Martell. Love it. Rick Martell. No one mentioned him yet. Great drop kicker. What else? Owen Hart versus Daniel Bryan. That's another good one. My main event, I got the Ultimo Dragon versus Mr. Perfect. Wow, Ultimo Dragon, absolutely. By the way, sir, you are the prototype on how to give off the hooks. That's right to the point. No bullshit around. Here we come right at you. Horrible cell signal. You're in a wind tunnel, but it's okay. We love you. What else you got, Smitty? Wow, that got even louder. When you would attempt that reverse German Tazplex and your opponent would block it, and then you would hook him lower, and you'd hit him with that wheelbarrow suplex, without pulling the curtain back too far, is there any, I just thought it was creative. Just creative as hell. Just an awesome move. 
Well, first off, I appreciate you acknowledging that, Smitty. Thank you very much. Uh, that, yeah, yeah, that was a tough throw. It's a tough throw because you're really low on the guy's hips, and you really got to utilize your your back arch big time. You got to have good explosion in the hips. Thank you, Smitty, for calling. Uh, it was a tough throw. I only could do it to certain people. It wasn't a high velocity throw. It was a low throw, but I tried to you know be creative. Uh, not every match, but a lot of bigger matches or different TV matches to bring a different variety of suplexes instead of just doing same old stuff. Um, where I had my go-to throws, but then the wheelbarrow I didn't do a lot, and certain guys. Uh, I could do it with better than others. Like a bigger guy was a little tough to do it with. Uh, like a heavier guy. Like if he was super heavy, it was uh, definitely uh, a lot harder. So, uh, you know, I had to pick pick my spots. CJ Michigan, you're on the Taz Show. What's up? Hey, good moment, Taz. I got off the hooks and a quick question for you. Let's do it. All right, match one. I have Shane McMahon going against Eddie Guerrero. Shane McMahon, interesting. Okay, okay, Eddie Guerrero, another guy, uh, late, the late great Eddie Guerrero that hasn't mentioned. Definitely an awesome drop kicker. I wish I would have had Eddie in mind. I should have, but uh, good call. What else you got? I have in match two, Angelico from Lucha Underground going up against Tyson Kidd. Angelico is awesome. I actually did a BBB on him way back. You familiar with the BBB is? Uh, before breakout, you're close. Breakdown before breakout. Yes, um, yeah, uh, yeah. And it was on him, and, and just a tremendous, tremendous talent for sure. And drop kicking, no doubt, legit. What else is you got? Then in my main event, I have Johnny Mundo going up against CM Punk. Ah, <sighs> uh, Johnny Mundo for sure. Punk did drop kicks. Yeah, that's true. Punk did drop kicks. All right, what was your uh, what was your your other statement or question you had? Uh, when you were on color commentary. What was your preference and the biggest differences between the announce table being right next to the ring or up on the entrance ramp? Well, to be honest with you, uh, I think many guys... Okay, to answer it succinctly, and thank you for calling, um, I, you know, I would have to say it was better to have the announce table at ringside because you're really you're in the midst of it. You're right there and you could feel the emotion of it. Uh, you really could. <clears throat> so I, I would say if I had a pick, I would rather it there. To do a be- just to have the best call in the match I could have, man, we're really late to bait. break. No one's paying attention to the clock here. So anyway, uh, kill me. So I would definitely say that, but there is a little bit of a fallback, a little problem with having the announce table. Okay, I'll do this after the break. There is a problem with having the announce table right next to the ring that I felt as an announcer. Even though it was awesome to have it there, and I th- if I had a pick, I would pick it to be there to call a match. But to be away from the table, I'm going to tell you the problem with that. Not the problem with that, I should say. Let me backtrack. What was good about that, about being away from the uh, the ring? That, that'll explain the other side. And also, we will not be on Facebook Live on the other side of break. We will not. want to let you know that. Uh, phone lines are jammed. Got to get back to them. Taz Show, very busy. Last segment coming up. Featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. We back in him. Need another minute. We're backing off. 
We're on. We're, okay, good. Thanks. Hey, we're back here on the Taz Show. All right, final uh, segment of the show, Fourth Quarter City. Looking at the gimmick chat over here. They got this guy over here, uh, Sean Sean seventeen fifteen. Oh, that was way off. Sean Sean seven one five. How am I doing? There's a question for yours truly, Taz. Can you give five must-see things to do for the first-time visitor in New York City? <laughs> I would say first thing, probably, sir, would be uh, Sean Sean 715. It would be to go right down a block over here to Times Square. That's definitely one of the top five. You gotta go visit Times Square. It's craziness. It's a cool spot. A lot going on there. Very energized. Just don't bring a car. So I would say Times Square is number one. Not number one, just in that top five. Dennis, what do you think? Five, you, you do this. Didn't you do a tour recently with the... Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. You went on a boat, circle line. Uh, Where'd you go? Down Statue of Liberty. It takes you around like yeah. uh, by the Brooklyn Bridge, and then it runs down the south, and you loop around towards Statue of Liberty, Ellis Island, and brings you back. <sighs> so you're saying you should go to the Statue of Liberty? If you, if, yeah, absolutely. Statue of Liberty. And plus, it's nice out now. You get that nice mist from the water. Don't drink the water, but enjoy the mist. Definitely walk across the Brooklyn Bridge. That's a lot of fun. Nerd, nerd, nerd. So, so you also can go. <laughs> I deserve that. So you can. You also should go, Sean Sean Seven One Five, to the Museum of Natural History. Ooh, that is good. It's wicked, man. It's awesome. Go there. That's definitely cool. Lewis Partridge. On the gimmick chat at TashShow.com, basically said to Sean Sean 75, GTS. It's a shot right there. He's basically telling Sean Sean 75, Google it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Lewis is like, enough. I would say also, you got to go down to Boilermakers on first and first because he's Chef Mike. Duh. That's you, number one. You got to go there. Speaking of Chef Mike, the shirt I'm wearing. Oh, jeez. Dirt Sheet Dennis's shirt. Seemed like uh, Chef Mike got lucky with the ladies this weekend at the bar. He's wearing Dennis's shirt, the shirt I'm wearing, and he's tweeting all these photos of him and all these uh, these girls, different pictures of different girls. He's like a chick man. Did he call you about this? He he texted me and and let me know, he's like, dude, your shirt's so over. He's like he's like women won't come up to me and they keep saying I I apologize for nothing. I was yeah. like, hey man, good yeah. for you. Well, and I guarantee you, he left the bar alone. Anyway. I like this. <laughs> that was, that was well, bad. if he didn't... Dude, I cannot eat any more Bex because he's going to poison it. <laughs> if, for that last comment. He's like, oh, yeah, Taz, that's funny. See, now, for you. now, how I interpret it was, let's say he got lucky, and maybe maybe it wasn't as uh, fulfilling as one would. So right off the bat, he just puts a shirt back on. She goes, uh, what happened? And he just simply just goes, I apologize for nothing and walks out. No one cares. Uh, Christian in Texas, you are on a Taz show. How can I help you? Hey, Taz, how you doing? Hey, what do you say there? Oh, sorry. It's a friend of mine. He's talking right now. Oh, yeah. What's his name? Uh, what's his name? Uh, you don't know your friend's name. Must be a close friend. Christian, how can I help you? Oh, no. Sorry. Yeah, no. Somebody, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I have a sports question for you, please. Oh, you do, huh? Yeah. Okay. Did you see anyone walking around with um, Dallas Cowboys jerseys or um, wearing, ugh, I know you hate this word, Patriot jersey, oh. or <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. Or walking around with net with net stuff on. What is your point, sir? What I mean is, um, what do you call those bandwagon fans out there, dude? 
you yeah. see bandwagons uh, out in your in your area. Yeah, well, we are, we are, lately the Mets hats, there's not a lot of Mets hats because things are bad. Right. But the Derek right. Jeter being the jersey and he's got all the pub and he's Derek Jeter. A lot of people wearing Yankee hats. But then the Yankees, they, they split a doubleheader yesterday, right? Dennis, you were at the game, right? <laughs> yeah, long day yesterday. Yeah, long day yesterday. You were at the game. Thank you for calling, Christian. You were at the game. How'd that go? I might have been the most fun I've had at Yankee Stadium since the new one opened. Oh, really? Would you run around flolicking in the in the water? What'd you do? Run on daisies? What are you doing? Well, there was it did rain. <laughs> luckily, luckily, a fan of the show reached out and he was able. He provided some uh, some amenities. Yes, and we want to thank that man, Andrew. Without naming, is his oh, name. without naming well, names, as you go, I'm Andrew. not going to give him his last. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I'm not going to go. But he was very he he was very gracious. Hooked me up. Me and my uh, my buddy that went with me. We. We needed ponchos. We were we had good seats, and it started to rain. So I said, "Hey, man, you think you can get us some ponchos?" Had ponchos, covered. Can I ask you a question? Absolutely. Someone like you. <laughs> it's a big poncho. Yes. You're stealing my joke. <laughs> yeah, well, I knew where it was going. There's a silver thing in front of you. Silver. It's low hanging Some, fruit. Someone like you. It's always okay. got to be food with you. Someone like you. What? Why? Even get a poncho. Just get a hefty bag. Cut a hole in it. Your head should fit in the open end of the trash bag, I would think. Okay. Your head should Barely. F- should fit in there. I, I would think it would. I think so. And just, just wear a hefty bag. Will you stop? I mean, why? what's with these ponchos? Wear a cap and that. Yeah, you know, all right. Oh, slight oversight on, on Or get an umbrella for like $150 like I did. $45. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's Ant's gimmick. Remember I told you that? Oh, Ant's gimmick. Yeah, a gimmicky reneged on so the game, you had fun at the game? Both games, yes. Uh, the first game was awesome. Judge hits a monster home run off the Mohegan Sun Sports Bar and Center. Um, How are your seats? Uh, section 111. So That means nothing to me. Uh, first baseline, section or two past the, the dugout. They were good seats. My oh. buddy my buddy got them. Um, loves Derek Jeter. And so the second they announced that this was going to be, yesterday was going to be Derek Jeter Day, he bought him like instantly. That's awesome. Derek Jeter, obviously, you know, always a class act. The captain himself, true leader. I watched the presentation. It was really cool to see, even as a Met fan. Um, you know, but I, I always respected, uh, always respected the Yankees and, and their success, but especially Derek Jeter. I, I don't know how. Forget even if you're not a baseball fan. Just being a sports fan, you got to respect Derek Jeter. Um, you just, you just do. I mean, it's just a clutch player, tough player. All business, led by example, uh, n- never got himself in any BS off the field and never lived a gimmick. Just just true, hard-nosed, successful baseball player, uh, athlete, I should say. I, I was on a winning team like his whole career, right? I mean, like, just, just the guy, just yeah, always a winner. Like a fi- he had like a 593 career winning percentage, which is like... It's amazing. Just amazing athlete. Impressive. So I watched the gimmick yesterday. I thought it was very nice. The Yankees are a class organization. That goes without saying. The Steinbrenner family did the right thing. Gave Jeter a, a, a plaque of what they put out in, the, uh, in Monument Park of his gimmick and, and his jersey number they retired. I think it's the last single digit on the Yankees, right? That, that was is correct. It. So <clears throat> his number two. And uh, they gave him a ring, apparently, with all these diamonds on and his jersey number on it. So that's just awesome stuff. His family was there. Guys like Joe Torre were in attendance and, and Willie Randolph and uh, Paul O'Neill and Bernie Williams and who am I missing? There's a bunch of guys. Uh, Posada was there, all on the field with him, right? I mean, there was a bunch yeah, of Yeah, it was. See, for me, for people in like the 25 to maybe even 40, that age range when like the Yankees from 96 
through Jeter's retirement when when the Yankees really finally came back to their their yeah. glory. Seeing those guys come like it was awesome for me because that's that was my childhood. Like <clears throat> yesterday was really kind. Of, I mean, I'm, I'm 30, but like so yesterday was like the end of my back. childhood. So yesterday was the end of your childhood. Yeah. So it's just, no more birthday parties. So yesterday was the end. So now you'll start acting more mature, and there's no more. So you can't be a little kid no more. You're you're off into the real world now, right? Sad almost. It's kind of like a sad moment. A little little chubby kid now is out in the real world by himself because Derek Jeter's numbers retired. That's what happened. No more Becks. Got to eat healthy you gotta egg eat, whites and you got to eat egg whites and, and like tofu. hash browns and tofu and Greek yogurt. Yeah, I understand what's going on. It was here. a nice run while it lasted. Did your mom tell you time to grow up, bitch? Did she tell you that. <laughs> Actually, that is definitely something my mother would tell me. Ah, <laughs> yes. Verbatim. I, I'm sure I've heard that from her before. Mrs. Lumberjack. She's aces. Um, so Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Yes. So uh, so that's cool. But no, they did a good job. High class. Only thing I would got to give a little bit. Uh, here we go. See, now I got to give. You know it's coming, right? There's always going to be a little bit of something. Yeah, the only thing that grinded my gears with the whole thing. The presentation was awesome. No doubt about it. Well deserved. No doubt about it. Right? They had Beltran there, calls the Beltran, you know, with the Mets, the Yankees, started with the Astros, now he's back with the Astros. The Yankees played the Astros, got beat by the Astros yesterday in the second game. You know, it was kind of blown off because, what's his name, the Michael K. Fabe, on the, the ring announcing, whatever he was doing, he introduced Beltran to come out. Beltran gave something to Jeter. I can't remember what it was. The Apparently, Beltran came up with this idea. Well, that's what I was going to say, sir. I know that. And, and that was, like, blown off. The guy right. just said it. Like I didn't know that. Why did I know that? The Monument Park jacket, like like the NFL Hall of Fame gets the, oh, the uh, navy blue jacket with the with, left chest yeah, Jones. Yes, yeah, yeah, I understand. But I didn't know Carlos Beltran. Came right, out I didn't either. Where would this come from? Yesterday was the first time I'd ever seen those jackets. Came out of left field. Where's Beltran? Right, right field, left field. Well, now he just DHs. <laughs> <laughs> he belongs in left field because he came out of left field. Yeah. He literally came out of left field. He, yeah. I thought it was weird. You know, like no one even said nothing. I mean, I need to know this. Why did I know? Andy in Ohio, you're on the Taz show. Good moment, Taz. What's up, buddy? What do you say there, Andy? Oh, not much. And uh, good moment to the minister of man meat and dirt sheets. Good moment. I think we need to have a new rule on the show. I think that because I'm getting tired. Not, not against you, Andy. I'm getting tired of people even acknowledging Dennis. I, I don't know if I want anyone to say hello to him. It takes up too much time. You know? Can we back that out? Please, please. What's going on, Andy? Good moment, Taz. How you doing? Good, pal. How can I help you? I'm not going to say hi to the lumberjack. That a boy. <laughs> um, I wanted to, uh, sorry, I wanted to talk about NXT TakeOver, but first I wanted to put the show over. Please do. Well, um, I just want to say I've already called and put the show over before, but I want to do it again just because I wanted to reiterate how amazing that I think it is that I get to call in once or twice a week and talk to a former WWE and ECW talent oh, thank you. and multi-time world champion. Oh, that's very kind of you, my friend. I will send you a check in the mail. All right. <laughs> uh, what else and, is up? Uh, I what want else? to say that uh, Thursday and Friday, like especially um, this past Thursday and Friday, I thought you guys had really good, funny shows. I mean, you guys are always funny, but, you know, Thank you, man. I just especially enjoyed those shows. I enjoyed the name game. And name all that game stuff. Jones. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll do it again uh, this week sometime. We'll see. It's just a feel-out thing. Got to feel it, you know? Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. What else up? Um, I wanted to say that uh, me and my buddies were talking about um, the upcoming weekend in wrestling and WWE. Yeah. And uh, we were actually pretty excited about both uh, the Backlash and the NXT TakeOver. And we actually kind of were in agreement that we were more excited about the NXT TakeOver. 
Um, yeah, I think a lot of people are, uh, you know, NXT for quite some time has been, and Andy, thank you for calling, has been something that people, uh, I think, dig. I think it's more of the, you know, people in that, that early 20s, early 30s range, they're digging it a little bit more than uh, the, the main WWE, you know, Raw and SmackDown uh, product. So it seems interesting that that's been going on for maybe about a year or two years. Uh, NXT kind of just uh, getting that... Um, that that uh, that uh, fan that maybe is going to get more athleticism, more high spots, you know, that type thing, newer talent, uh, you know, people that that they're building up and stuff like that. So maybe that maybe that's why it's like the the grassroots for WWE now, uh, as opposed to years ago when it was something like an Ohio Valley Wrestling and others and stuff like that. And um, so it's interesting. I think that that's been going on for a while now. Even though NXT, you know, Triple H heads that thing up. He does a good job, but uh, does a great job actually. But you know, then you get talent that goes up to Raw SmackDown. So Triple H has had to kind of restart that that uh, deal a little bit there, and then uh, you know, meaning his roster. So that's uh, been a little work for him, but he's doing a good job. I I, I don't think anybody can throw a flag on what, what Triple H is doing with NXT. Victor in North Carolina, you are on the Taz Show. How can I help you? Man, a lot of North Carolina people. What's up, buddy? Hey, I just wanted to thank you. Um, sure. A few weeks ago, I I had called in for the uh, the drone. Uh, contest with Kay Lindahl. Yeah. And actually had won the, the switch. So I just want to thank you and thank you to her. Oh, awesome. Did you did show. you receive it, bro? Yes, sir. I got it uh, a few weeks ago. Nice. Awesome. 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 Good. 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 Uh that's awesome. Yeah, Katie will be on soon. Uh, this Friday, when it? it this, this Friday. This Friday. So she'll be back. I don't know if we're doing a contest what we're doing. Um but yeah, it's cool, man. I'm glad that uh, you won. I'm glad you got it. Yeah, I wanted to thank her, but it's really hard on my schedule to teach her. So oh, okay. How to deal with the job of children? So yeah, but soon you oh, you sound like a good teacher. Well, the kids' job is <laughs> soon you'll be uh, you'll be you'll, you have the summer vacation, right? Yes, sir. And I'll be calling, try to call more often. Yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome. Great, great. All right, so we're good. You got anything else? You're done. Uh, I just wanted to ask quickly. Um, I'm coming to New York this summer to go to the MSG show. Oh so yeah, I'm wondering the best place to get pizza. Oh my God, that's hard, Victor. Um, thank you for calling. Oh Lord, that's a. That's a show in itself. Where's Dave Portnoy when you need him? Um, El Prez. I got to let me think, dude. I mean, if you're in New York City, I mean, God, I got to be honest. It's almost, I don't want to be cliche and say every pizzeria is great because it's not. But, God, man, I, I got I to gotta think about that one. That, that's going to take a while. Aunt, what Ant and I do sometimes is Aunt, jump in here. we yeah. just uh, we walk around. Like, when we're done with all the show stuff and we're like, yo, let's grab some pizza or something. We'll just walk around and... The true test is if if it's just like the white sign with the red letter pizza just down it. You know that's going to be a good pizza place. Okay, so let me get this straight. So hold on, hold on. Let me just wait a second. So you two guys, at the end of the show, you guys walk around together arm in arm, and you're checking out pizza hand in hand, not right? arm in arm. <laughs> and you're checking out pizzerias and looking for as long as it's a white letter, white sign with the red pizzas as you guys are frolicking through Manhattan. Then a light gonna, skip. Right. Okay. Uh, speaking of light skip, Nick in Salem, you are on a Taz hey. show. How can I help you, sir? I just wanted to give my off the hooks, and I don't think anybody, uh, two of them people have said, but one of them I don't think anyone said. Juice and Thunder Liger and the Great Muda. Uh, Juice and the Great Muda. You know, I when you said Liger, I started thinking you were only going to give masked wrestlers. I'm just no, no, saying. No. no? Okay, okay. She said Liger. I thought you were going to say maybe like one of the executioners. They wore a black mask. Um, then um, 
Fabu and Rob Van Dam. Okay. And then Sting and Brett the Hitman Hart. So those are your that's your, so your main event is Sting and Brett the Hitman Hart. Yes. Okay. All right, Nick. Well, that's good, buddy. Um, that's good. But in the car, you seem like you're stationary. Oh no, no. I just uh, I just got home. Oh really? Interesting. Okay, good. Yeah. So we're good. All right. So maybe we'll hear from you later in the week. Sure. Sounds good. Oh yeah. All right, buddy. Uh, so, well, all right. I'll talk to you soon. Well, is there something else you want to say? Um, I just wanted to say you do. I I, I like the show. I think you're doing an awesome job. All right, Nick. Well, that's kind of you. I mean, the dentist seems a little for clumped that you didn't even acknowledge him, but I think it's interesting. Well, you, you know, said not, you, you just said five minutes ago, not. That is also true. <laughs> I did say that. Okay, listen, listen. Hey, Nick, don't let the facts get in the way of what should happen. Yes, here, but uh, that is, isn't that rule number one, Cass is always right? Well, this is true. We, we, we do need to realize that that needs to be looked at again, and you do make a good point. But when I mentioned that maybe Anthony and Dennis are walking through Manhattan arm in arm, and he said hand in hand, and they're looking at pizzeria joints, you know, you being from Massachusetts, you really can't relate to pizza, so you understand that. Uh, excuse me, the, the, the North End has a lot of good stop pizza it, places. Please, give me a break. Will you stop? Stop it. How do you eat pizza? Does it get stuck in a zipper? What? I don't know. All right, Nick, look, enough. I got to go. All right, so there you go. So uh, Nick and Salem, we're already in the fifth quarter, and this show's going to wrap up here. I just didn't want to leave any people on hold. The phones have been ringing like crazy here in this show. It's been really, 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 really nuts. Uh, Hold up. Wait, wait. What? What? Hold up. And I'm going to put you up. Go ahead. So in the gimmick chat, Chef Mike, I, I don't want to call him out for this, but he said he listed Sabaros as a top oh pizzeria place God. in New York. Oh, my. Hey, Ahmed in D.C., you there? Good moment, Taz. Good moment, sir. Hold on, Ahmed, please. You just got in the middle of this crossfire here. Wait, and he, did he, did, is that the real Chef Mike in the gimmick chat? He said it, that? It might be an imposter, right? That's how I might feel right now. Dude, are you ribbing me, Dennis? This is I'm, your friend. He's talking about Sabaro. I'm, lo- I'm looking at it right now. He said, John, John on Bleaker Street. Oh, no, no, I'm Street. wrong, I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I misread it. Shocking. Uh-huh. It's a stay away from anything named Sabaro's. I'm an idiot. Oh, my God. <laughs> Turn my mic off. He's done. Anthony is done. Classic. For the rest of the week, he's banned for the week. Classic. Banned for the week. He buries Chef Mike, and you got your ketchup, you son of a bitch. He brought yeah, your ketchup. Yeah. He gave you enough condiments, then you, you call him out on, on a Sabaro thing. Uh, Ahmed, 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 I'm sorry. How you doing, buddy? Good moment, Taz. Good moment, Ahmed. It's, uh, you got caught in the middle of that thing. Sorry, buddy. What's going on? It's all good. Uh, good moment to the minister of a thousand gimmicks. It is. That's him. <laughs> good moment. What's up, pal? I just want to get my drop kick off the hooks. Go. All right, Kristen Clean, Randy Orton versus Lance Storm. All right, all right. Then fancy footwork. I got Paul London's drop salt versus AJ Styles' uh, drop kick sequence. We just leapfrog to the drop down. <laughs> all right, that's cool. I like that. And then the main event, human highlight reel. I got Kenny Omega's missile drop kick to the back of the head versus Rand Robin and Sam Terminator. That'd be some match. That'd be pretty good right there. All right, cool, brother. I appreciate it, Ahmed. Thank you, man, in DC. Much love. Thank you, buddy. I got to go, though. We're wrapping up here. All right, so I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. There was a lot of content in this thing. We didn't get a chance to do a Raw preview, but we'll just watch Raw, and we'll discuss it tomorrow, and you guys can call in and discuss it also. So that's the rundown there. So um, it's just saying, uh, what, is there a problem? I can't believe it. We're not. We're going to let that slide and huge oversight. Oh, my God. There we go. I can't even end my show. 
because you want to play grab ass with your buddy. No, no, okay? no. I, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't bullshit me. Anthony, get back in no, the show. He's get back for- in. He's not banned. He's not banned. And why? I lifted the ban for this one moment. I, I don't even know what's going to come out of my mouth. I'm ashamed. I'm sorry. Oh, jeez. That- okay, Dennis, please. Uh, look, I got to deal with the two of you imbeciles, and I mean that kindly. Okay, interacting when I'm not in this room, and I'm tired of it when I have to walk down the corridor, okay, and hear, I don't hear Dennis, I hear Anthony's voice. <laughs> Bellowing. I, I'm, like in, I'm like two blocks away, and I hear him. I'm tired of it. And then I got to come here on my show, live on the air, as I'm in wrap-up mode, I got to get shut down by the audio producer. Wait, we're just going to let that go? So it, it's it, this is obviously a setup bit with you two guys. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Do your bit. Do your radio bit. I'll sit here and watch. All go right, ahead. Anthony, go to page three. <laughs> go ahead, Ant. Go ahead, talk, Ant. Go ahead. I, I don't have anything to say. I feel stupid. Okay. Dude, you, you owe Chef Mike an apology. I, I'm already texting him. Okay. I think public to the audience. Yeah. I, I put an apology on the gimmick check, and I call myself an idiot. We need a verbal one. You can't. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry for being an idiot. If you're coming to New York City, you don't, you don't want to go to Sbarro. I mean, you, you, if you're going to get pizza, let's be honest. You, you don't want to get that. I appreciate his passion. He did. He was very anti-Sbarro. Which I'm is an the idiot. Ro- don't defend me. No, not you. He's defending Chef Mike. Who? Who are you talking about? I, oh, you are defending uh, Andy? Well, bo- both of them, really. Ant completely misinterpreted that. <laughs> How did you not proofread? Just blinded by pizza hate. Uh, that's what you get. All right. See you tomorrow. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just. You know. You guys want to interact? Uh, good. Pot him no, back up. Get him I, up. I got nothing to say to him. I, I can't believe that was riveting. You and him right there. That that was great. I'm surprised you didn't get on him more. I'm. What 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 am I gonna say? What more am I gonna get on him about? You're a pizza guy. I know I am. But what am I gonna do? Scream at the poor kid. He's struggling. He's struggling. Don't you understand? Don't Dennis? you know the ex- you always kick a man when he's down? <laughs> That's a good point, actually. That's actually a very good point. <laughs> All right, on that note, I'm done. All right, so I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. All right, and that's the deal. So um, tomorrow, it'll be fun. We'll have a good show. And the rest of the week, we'll give you drop kicks off the hooks. Uh, and we might have a new video producer tomorrow. So you should see. Um, what, 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 what? Hold on. What are these messages? Are these things I need to. Why is it doing this for? On the gimmick show. I mean, oh, man. All right, guys, look, I got to go. Enough. I, I got to have a post production meeting. Someone's getting fired. I'm really mad at my staff. What a shitty way to end the show. No, 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 no. Anthony, 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 Anthony. What's up, boss? Okay, listen to me. Stop with the communication that we have for our phone system. It is not your dog and pony show that's with on, your buddy. That's on me. That's no, on me. No, but both you guys, stop it. I'm Wait, just, I didn't. I didn't even. I'm say doing anything. this on air because who was typing it? You or De- Dennis? No, I wasn't even. T- I don't even he know what we're talking about anything. right now. Okay, you guys need to stop. It okay? was. It was the call screen. Just stop. Stop. What? Oh, you're burying. Now you're burying cowboy. No, he's he's taking ownership. He put. Who's he? Cowboy. Cowboy did this. Cowboy. He did it. He started it. I okay. I am also. You guys in need to stop. I hear. Just, uh, I don't know what's going on. I I know I'm gonna. This is take three of ending the Taz show. All right, guys. I, I, I pray for me. I need help here with these people I'm working with. They're killing me. It's a slow death. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Spread the word. Give me a thumbs up. 
and go on the iTunes. Put me over. I'm begging you. You hope I can get review the show. Put it over. For everybody here at the Taz Show, we love you guys. You know that. I'm Taz. You're not. Adios. My space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller, all these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same, cuz we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up. I wanna go back to days with no grades. We Instagram page, but these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now. I've been wondering where the party at, cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at. To go and pour another drink just to get away, we gotta live it up. Carolina here to stay. I'm hoping I